There's right. nothing better than DMT, man. And it's great because you really can't. I don't know anyone who's ever gotten addicted. To, you can't get addicted to DMT. Right. What's up, baby? We are back. Episode 7, Rated G. Gary G. Garcia. I'm your host, Gary G. Garcia. Here with my producer extraordinaire, Brian Licata. Yo, yo, yo. Brian Licata, I'm going to jump right into it, is, is moving. He's leaving me. And this is why I don't like relationships, man. He's fucking leaving me. I had just finished telling this dude how good we've been working together. And he said, yeah, I'm going to Florida. But I have no fear. We're still going to do the podcast, right? Yep. Yeah, definitely. We're going to make an attempt at a long distance relationship. <laughs> we'll see how they work. Maybe this will be the first long distance relationship that ever worked. <laughs> We'll I, dude, I'll be honest with you. I, I, it was, you know, it was a little bit of a difficult conversation having with Merck, but the one I had, like, when I talked to you, that was the hardest one. That dude, was the hardest breakup. It felt like a break. It felt like a breakup. Yeah. It feels like a breakup, dude. You know, I mean, we're gonna try the long distance thing. <laughs> you know, I think you're worth it. I'll come home on weekends. <laughs> I think you're worth it. What are you going to do? So, what are you leaving me for? Who is? The reason that you're leaving. Me. So the the reason is is I got two good job offers. One of them is with Bang Energy Drinks, like the uh, you know the energy drink company. But I want to move into like large scale production, like commercials and movies and shit like that. Wow. That's always been the goal. I gotta have dreams. Yeah. You know, my dreams weren't enough to sustain you. <laughs> you gotta have dreams. You know, apparently this isn't enough to get you there. You. Fucking <laughs> I love you, Brian, man. I wouldn't have cared if it was anybody else, man. But but we're gonna do it, people. I I, I believe we'll be able to work it out. Yeah, I think you I know. think you know, I know we will. I know we will. Yeah. 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 So this isn't our last podcast. This is just our last podcast actually in the same room together. For now. I mean the good news is I'll be able to smoke blunts now. That's true. You know. That is very I, good. I news. do miss that. Yeah. You know. It's very good news. Um but yeah, a lot of shit. <laughs> They're going to get so weird, dude. If you're, if you're just like sitting there, like ripping a blunt to the face and we start going down some rabbit hole, they're going to, and they're going to get longer too. Oh yeah. yeah. They're going to be a lot longer. going to be like two hours. <laughs> easy, easy, easy. Forget about if I have a little drinky pool. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think it, it might be better this way, you know? Cause sometimes they say, you know, what do they say? Distance makes the heart grow fonder or something like that. Uh, absence makes the heart grow fond. So who knows? Maybe maybe we'll be able to make it through. I don't know. If I can do it with anybody, I could do it with you, Brian. You know? Uh, what's going on over there? What are you, what are you looking at? I'm take, taking my stuff off. Uh-oh. Because I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting like, you know... How are we saying goodbye? Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting like notifications and shit. And I, don't, I don't want... What do you got? The iWatch? Yeah, dude. I got too much shit. I'm, dude, I'm, I'm moving... What the fuck is with the iWatch, man? That shit ain't just... I mean, how technology, how technic, 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 whatever the word is, technic, technological do you have to be? I got it out, people. You know, I woke up late. <laughs> I was having my first good sleep. I haven't slept in weeks, it feels like, man. Mm -hmm. You know, the other day, yesterday, man, see, this is why I'm happy I don't have a gun. Because yesterday, which was Sunday, Right, we're doing it on Monday, this podcast today. But Sunday, man, motherfuckers was cutting down trees, dude, outside my window. At They started at 8 o'clock in the morning. On a Sunday. 
on a Sunday, dog. And they went from 8 to 12 straight. It was like dueling chainsaws. Straight up. You ever see dueling pianos? Yeah. <laughs> dueling chainsaws. It was insane. <clears throat> I couldn't believe it. It was at that point I was like, yeah, my life is, this is just ridiculous at some points, man. I couldn't get no sleep. Today I finally got sleep. I looked. I woke up at 11. I could have been here on time. And I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll sleep till tomorrow. I think I talked to you earlier in the day, too. Didn't I, did I text you or was that yesterday? Yesterday. Oh, it was yesterday? Yeah, you reminded me yesterday. Yeah. I was up, by the way. Hmm. Yeah, shit happens, whatever. Unlike you, who's always fucking not answering my fucking calls. <laughs> you know, I should have known it was coming. <laughs> That's the first thing, right? You don't answer the calls. So I should have known it was coming. I should have seen it coming. I didn't. I didn't. I should have known you were going to. There are so many red flags, you know, that I saw coming now that I look at it. You know, this motherfucker right here. But it's okay, man. I'm not bitter. I think, I think, I think uh, we'll make it work out. I'm excited. Let's see what happens, man. I'm excited too. You know, um, you leave before I get back. You'll be gone the end of the month, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, end of the month. Yeah, man. So, uh, I wish you nothing but luck in your endeavors, man. I hope you're very successful. Don't forget me when you're filming movies. Uh, if you need a bodega clerk, <laughs> <laughs> I I always want to play a bodega clerk. In a movie, like the cool bodega clerk that, <laughs> that everybody knows and shit, you know. Um, so if you need one, let me know. I always wanted to play that, and I always wanted to do, uh, I always wanted to be the body in Law and Order, you know. Oh, like the one on the slab? Just, <laughs> the one that they find in the very beginning of the movie. Some couples talking, they turn the corner, there I am, hanging out of a garbage can and shit, <laughs> you know. I always wanted to be the body, you know. I got lofty dreams. Yeah. Uh, I think you can do that. I think you. I think you can. You can do I, I that. stay fit. I stay fit in case I have to like die in the shower. You know, I want to have at least a little, at least a little remnants of abs. Yeah, that's what I got right now <laughs> because I'm skinny. That doesn't happen with big people. But because I'm skinny, you work out, you get nice and fit, and then when you lose it, you still got the lines that say these were once abs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So I got that going on. You know, I just got to puff them up again. But I've been trying to stay fit so I could, uh, and by trying to stay fit, I walk a lot. It's Which is good. I mean, you got, a, you got a car too now, so you don't really even have to walk as much as you probably do. I had 23, I just hit 23,000 miles. How many were on it when you bought it? I bought it. I bought it with no miles, dude. I got that shit with one mile. Oh, it was brand new. Brand, brand new. new. I haven't even had it a year. It won't be a year till July. Damn, 23,000 miles 23,000 miles, dude. Oh, because you go back up to New York a lot, too, yep. right? That's right. Yeah, that's what, that's what does York. it. Yo, dude, I drive to New York, right? And it's got to be like $60 in tolls back and forth. Back and forth, close to like $60 in tolls. I drove from AC to Missouri and only hit two tolls, and both tolls were like a dollar something. Yeah. It's fucked up, man. My my my. What the my, fuck is going on with Jersey and New York, yo? What kind of scam shit? I mean, at least in Jersey, the roads are nice. Yeah, for the, for the most part, yeah. You know. Yeah, the highways are. Yeah, at least in Jersey, the roads are nice. But New York, my 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 GPS don't even have to tell me welcome to New York. The men in my car, I know I'm in New York. The minute you hit New York, you just pop holes everywhere, man. Mm -hmm. And yet, tolls every fucking way you go. 
Yeah, my dad was just up in Brooklyn, and I think he said the Verrazano was like 16 bucks, something like that. Man, I got a special fuck you shout out to Officer <laughs> Alvarez, who gave me a fucking ticket because I ran upstairs and parked. I wasn't in a proper parking space. Fine. It should be a parking space because it's not a pump or anything. It's just too close to the corner. Okay. But all the spots were taken, I had to run up. I run up. All right, you know, how long does it take you to roll a blunt? You know, I took a leak, rolled a blunt, maybe took two hits, run downstairs, ticket, $55. The world is a safer place because Officer Alvarez fucking... Was this here or was this... Yeah, here. Yeah. Meanwhile, people park there all night, every night, nothing. I leave for fucking 10 minutes and I get a fucking ticket. Was this just now on the way over here? No, no, yesterday. Uh-huh. Yesterday uh-huh. I was having one of those days. I feel like my energy's been kind of like, you know, I got I to gotta refocus, realign my energy. It's been... Nothing but negativity. I walked out. I had a, right when I was getting in my car. I turned to get in my car, and two cars crash. T bone right in front of me yesterday. Crazy. Then some white chick pulls up in a jeep, like she could help. I have a jeep. Shut the fuck up. Get in your car. No one's asking for your help. Everybody's fine. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the cars were wrecked, but everybody was fine. She's pulling up. You know, onto the scene. What's going on? Everybody all right? Shut up. She's not even a nurse or anything, and everybody's fine. You see everybody standing there. Why are you stopping? And she stopped like right in the middle where now you couldn't get around them at all. Mm. Like super bitch. I got a Jeep. I can help. What are you going to do? Fucking put them up to your hitch and pull them to a parking spot, you dumb fuck? You know, even the cop came and was like, we'll handle it from here. <laughs> of course. What are you doing? Get out of here. Jeep owners are a weird breed of people. They, they, are they? Yeah, they're they're very they're very strange. It's it's big in in our white culture to own own a Jeep. There's a even a Jeep in wave. Your white culture. Yeah. Yeah. Not my white culture. <laughs> no, yeah, I that's what I said. My, yeah, my my white culture. Do you do you know about the Jeep Other wave? Other than being able to get by every now and yeah. then. <laughs> do you know about the wave? No, what's the wave? So, Jeep owners have the, it's the Jeep wave. So, everyone who has a Jeep they always wave to each other, kind of like people on motorcycles. Motorcycle guys do the same same shit, and they kind of like throw their hand down or something like that. But the you're Jeep lying. owners do that. I swear, I swear to God, in a Jeep, you see another Jeep, you wave. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers, man. So it's like a club. If you have a Jeep, you're in a club. Yeah. Shout out to all the Jeep owners, you weird <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> Why? What's the purpose of that? You feel good that you're I in a Jeep? I don't know. It's What's fucking so stupid. good about a Jeep? Those shits tip, don't they? Yeah, but I think you can just push them right back over and they keep running. Really? Yeah, my my one of my friends growing up, his dad had a Jeep that was like an 86 or something like that. And when you got in, the speedometer and all the other gauges, they just spun in circles. Like the little, like the not the... Why would they just spin in circles like that? I think just because it was old and fucked up, but the oh. thing still ran. All right. Yeah, it would just spin. I remember asking him, I was like, how do you how do you know when to get gas? He's like, I just fill it up like oh, once dude, a week. I, I had a Cadillac, man, with no gas. Fucking, those are the fucking words. You got to put money in there every day. That's what I did. I put money in there. And I still, like, I still would run out of gas. Uh-huh. My man Butchie, big up to my man Butchie. God rest his soul, man. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Yo, he used to pick me up no matter where I fucking ran out of gas. Anytime. Unlike you would ever do for me, because I know your phone would be off. <laughs> this motherfucker would come anytime. And I, this is when I was younger. So I'd be out there four in the morning breaking down in the Bronx. And this motherfucker would come and push me all the way back with his truck. That's a road dog. So next time you turn off your phone, think about that shit. <laughs> I, that's a fucking road dog right there, man. 
Last night was dope. Big up to my man Leo and his wife and sister-in-law for coming out and surprising me. Pew, 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 pew. Every now and then you need to see a real motherfucker that when you see him, it, it, it makes you feel like shit is right with the world. You know, that's someone you know, know, mm-hmm. you know? So it was good to see you, Leo. You don't even know how much you uh, brought my spirits up yesterday, man. You know, good show last night too, man. Both of them were pretty good. You know, my voice is a little fucked up, but it'll come back, I guess, eventually. Now I got to go bark, too, so. Mm. It'll make me stronger, I guess. I'll either lose my voice one day. That's the worst thing, I think, for me, would be losing my voice. Even though the truth is, I said it before, even if I lost, like, a finger, I don't know if I do comedy. (laughs) Really? Just a finger? I don't know, man. It depends on the finger. Like, like if I could collect disability. (laughs) Yeah. I just sit back and chill, collect my disability, man. Finish up some seasons on Xbox and shit. You know? Like, I don't know. Maybe I would. Maybe I would. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. If I had no legs, maybe I'd sit in a chair and tell jokes still. Why not? I don't know. I think about that sometimes. Hmm. I think about that shit a lot. Usually when I'm throwing up and thinking I'm dying. <laughs> I've actually been good, man. I haven't really felt like I was dying in a, in a while. Like, I haven't had no episodes where I thought, this is it. You know, for a while I was having those once, twice a week, I'd have some episodes where I'd look at my cat and be like, just don't eat my face for at least three days. You know, I hope she'd give me three days before she starts munching on my face. But knowing mama, it'd probably be like... A couple hours? Nah, nah, like a day. (laughs) When she runs out of food, yeah, my face is next. You know, that's why y'all motherfuckers gotta check on me like every two days. Well, not you. You gonna be in Florida, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> how long do you think it would take? How many days? If I, I think if you didn't show up to one show, someone would come find you. If I if I was booked for a show and I didn't show up, then that would cause probably uh yeah yeah someone would definitely come. Yeah, if you but if come I wasn't booked, three days. Like when I used to get two days off in a row. Yeah. You know, three days. As you're getting older, you should make sure that they book you. You know, you don't have more than one day off in a row, so they know. I, I actually haven't, man. I've been straight up working. I don't even remember the last time I had a day off. Oh, well, the eight, my, my, my 10 day suspension. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, I was still working. I was still working. I was doing shows other places. So, right. Yeah. So, no, nah, I, I, I really don't remember having a day off now lately. You know, uh, I mean, as far as being on stage, but then I was driving. Yeah. You know? So that's still work. You know, it's, it's a, a long lot of work commute. This shit. It's a lot of work. I haven't gotten no rest since I gotten back, man. And now I got to leave again. Day after tomorrow, I leave. And you guys are going away for a and hot like, second too, right? Like two weeks. Yeah. I think yeah, this I would call a tour. Yeah. There's enough shows in this to call it a tour. <laughs> the last one was a road trip. Yeah. You know, gone for a week and that's a road trip. You can't count the driving as the tour. You know, right? You gotta have shows, a bunch of shows. I don't know. This is definitely a tour. Yeah, people, check me out, man. I'm coming out to Ohio, man. I'm gonna be over at Funny Stop. I'm gonna be over at Wiley's. I'm gonna be in uh, Indiana. Come check it out. I'm doing a lot of promoting for the show right now. I don't know why, but whatever. Um, so what's going on, man? I almost checked out that movie. I'm gonna check it out. Uh, what you say it was? The one you told me on Netflix? Uh, the Serpent? The Serpent, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a series. Oh, it's a series? Yeah, it's a series. Oh, you're going to get me caught up in a series, Well, it's a, it's, a limited, it's a limited series, limited run. So it's just eight episodes, and that's it. See, you got me into that other series 
the one about the serial killers, how they came up with the term serial killer. Oh, Mindhunter, right? Yeah. Yeah, Mindhunter. And then just like you, it just stopped making fucking seasons. <laughs> it just deserted me. I don't know if I want to get into your new fucking uh Well, you series. you know, I guess going into this one that it's not going to be not gonna be a long yeah. one. All right. Yeah, yeah, the other one, I'm like, where's season three? Yeah, I don't know. Uh... Where's season three, motherfuckers? What's it called? Mindhunters? Mindhunter, yeah. Mindhunter, yeah. Yeah, that shit was dope, yo. And then they stopped doing it, man. I hate shit like that. You know? Like, you ever, like, go to, like, a, a store, right? Like, at the bodega stores by my house. I used to go in there, and I would see, like, like a, like a snack, right, that looked interesting. And I'd see it all the time. And then one day, maybe months down the line, I decide, let me try that snack. And it's delicious. I eat the fucking thing. I'm like, it's delicious go back i buy it they get to the last one i buy it they never get it again it's like they're waiting till i try it and then they stop doing it you know fucking pop tart used to make a french toast pop tart best pop tart ever made in the fucking world i've never even seen one of those see because it came and went i tried it too soon you probably would have got to try it i saw it right away i said french toast because french toast anything i'll try yeah you know like they got the French toast bagel. How doesn't every place have a French toast bagel? It's amazing. It's the it's the it's the best. You put a little bit of butter on it. It's fantastic. How doesn't every place have a fucking French toast bagel? What are we fucking nuts? Right, Panera does it. Right, that's who does it. Uh, I've had them in like local bakeries. Really? Because I never see them anywhere. Yeah. So there's a you bagel fucking places need to step your game up, man. <laughs> step up your fucking game. How can't you even just go to a store and buy a fucking French toast bagel? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. You know? They're, yeah, they're 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 hands down. I mean, I like everything bagels also. But I love everything. But a, bagels. but a French toast bagel is is you know you're going for something different when you're getting that. It's delicious. Yeah, it's it is delicious. It's fucking delicious, and you can't find them anywhere. What do people got against good shit, good food? What do people have against that shit, man? It's not even, it's really food. I mean, whatever. It's bread. And it's simple, too. It's just like it's an egg bagel with some, like, cinnamon and shit on it. You know, maybe a little bit of maple syrup. A little bit of maple syrup, dude. You yeah. heat that bitch up, throw some butter on it. Ah, I'm getting myself hungry right now, man. I didn't eat no breakfast. Uh, I literally came here and ran here, dude. I woke up at 12. <laughs> at 12, because I said, ah, oh, let me get into the quarter early. Jumped in the shower. I'm taking a shower and I'm like, I feel like I'm forgetting something. <laughs> and then I was like, oh shit, I was supposed to be at the podcast right now. How the fuck did I forget that? And I went to bed early. It's not like I was burnt out last night. Right. My brain is going. It's going. The only thing I can remember now is jokes. And even those I can't even remember. <laughs> I'm saying shit different every fucking night. Yeah, man. I got to take a look into that, man. I got to start taking that alpha brain. Joe Rogan's a big uh, pusher of the alpha brain. I think I need to start taking that. Dude, you should just uh, start microdosing with some mushrooms. I do want to start microdosing, man. I would love to do microdosing. I did it for a little while once. It was dope. How, how, how long were you doing it and how, how much were I you only, doing it? I only had enough for, for like to do it for like a week and a half. Did you, you notice? Know, just, did you notice? Oh, yeah. I mean, the first couple of days, I probably took a little too much. <laughs> well, you got to figure it out because if you're tripping, then you took a little too much. Right. You know what I'm saying? But once I got it a little bit down uh, to a point where I was just taking like these pinches every day. Yeah, nah, it was great. I was getting through the day great. Felt very uh, aware and like. Wanted, felt felt like you were firing a little bit. Yeah, man. Wanted to do shit. Wanted to get shit done. Wanted to see things happen. It was dope. Yeah. yeah I, I, I definitely want to get into that like on a on a on a more like 
stringent level of knowing the exact shit I'm doing. You know, I was just kind of, you know. It's hard with mushrooms too because they vary in how strong they are too. Yo, I haven't did mushrooms in a while. I'm a little nervous, a little nervous. I want to do some DMT. Yeah, I've never, I've never, I've never, I've done pretty much everything under the sun, but I've never had DMT oh, no, before. Like, that shit's the best. Yeah, that's There's right nothing better than DMT, man. And it's great because you really can't, I don't know anyone who's ever gotten addicted. To, you can't get addicted to DMT. Right. It just can't happen. I don't think it could happen. You know, I mean, I've been sitting, I got some now, like that's just, because the first time we did it, you know, we did it, because you got to smoke it like a fucking crackhead. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we did it in the stem the first time. And uh, we did it wrong. So I'm sitting on this stem in my house. I still had like, I remember when we, the, when we first got into lockdown, the first week of lockdown, I had like some, I had a little bit of, uh, I had a lot of weed, you know, I was sitting on a lot of Addy. I was doing a lot of working out, watching fucking biographies. And I had like, I was getting my hands on some, uh, so I was doing a lot of tripping in the first week, yeah. you know? And one day I'm looking to see if I just, cause I was finding stuff that I didn't know I had, you know? so. We were locked down, nothing else to do. Yeah. Let me go look at my old boxes, see if I have some shit that I'm sitting on. You know, I was looking for Molly or like MDMA or some shit like that. And I came across the pipe and I'm looking at it, dude, the whole pipe is yellow. The whole pipe was just crystallized yellow. And I'm like, that's nothing but DMT in there. That's all DMT. So I lit it. And right when I lit it, I heard it start to sizzle. <laughs> and I said, ah, this is, and I took like two hits and was in DMT land and I haven't done it since you know it was it was like they let me visit but they were like yeah you don't need to come back anytime soon hmm. and by they I mean whatever those little creatures in that land that you go to it was like you know they let me visit I got to see heaven for a little while it was cool what, what do you uh what do you what do you make of it? Because that's you know from what I understand it's it's unlike anything else. It's the God particle, man. Got to watch a uh, God particle on uh on Netflix. Yeah, I've seen it. They're saying it's in every living thing. DMT is in every living thing. You know, flowers, plants, whatever. If it has life, it has DMT. Um, and supposedly it's the doorway to God, man. It's what connects us to God. And I truly, it changed my life. Like it literally changed this man here, this this positive thinking, always trying to choose peace and and you know, this shit is all the results of doing DMT. Straight up, you know. And also like I've always had a mind that want, you know, I want to be a better person. Mm -hmm. But DMT really opened my mind to to everything. And that's the problem people have with DMT. A lot of people when I when I see people or I, I watch things of people who have bad experiences, their bad experiences are not that they were tripping so hard they thought they were going to die or some shit like that. Although one of my boys, he always has, because you got to let go. You got to let go. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to see who you are, then don't do it. Because if you fight it, then it becomes, yeah, it's, it could it's, be a bad it's a bigger trip. issue. Yeah, it's a bigger issue. I'm that yeah. dude that lays there and says, go ahead. Show me, show me what you got to show me. Mm. You know, if it's ugly, it's ugly. And I'm not going to lie. Every single time I've done it, I saw nothing but beauty. That's all I ever saw was the beauty of God. You know? Um, but like the experiences that they say they have a problem with is when they come to the realization 
that everything is bullshit. See, that's the realization that everyone eventually comes to, is that everything is bullshit. And most people don't know how to deal with that reality. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? They, they have a hard time dealing with the reality of if going to work is bullshit, if all this shit is bullshit. And when I say bullshit, I mean it, it all just really doesn't, it means nothing in the realm of eternity, in the realm of the God realm. It means nothing. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like I came to the conclusion that I that we are a part of God. That is the longing to know God that every man has. Although, you know, I think I said it once on a podcast. I knew God like I knew Elvis. Heard a lot about the motherfucker, but I never met the dude, you know, or female or whatever, the being of God. And uh and when I came to the realization that everything was bullshit, it gave me peace. And it's not saying don't go out there and get a job and work because the reality of this world is what we're living in. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's real or not, it's what we're living in. And to get through this world, you have to deal with the way this world does things in the society, this world. But it doesn't get to me anymore because I know that it's all bullshit. You know, what can any man do to me? What can anyone do to me? Take, take my physical life and send me back home to be with the fullness of God and be whole again? Once you realize that, what can anyone do to you? You know, and 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 like it doesn't give me a freedom to be a dick because the reality is I know there's a God. So that in alone makes me a better person. It makes you want to live. It's like any love relationship. When you first meet someone, you're not doing all kinds of crazy shit to, to please that person. But the more you're in a relationship with that person, then the more you start to want to please that person. They don't even have to tell you. You know that person likes something. You go out of your way and you do it for them. Why? Because I love that person, you know? And most people like myself probably have never had a real, real experience to, to really believe that there is a God. Forget religion, you know? I'm talking about personal relationship of knowing there's a God and tapping into that and getting that guidance, you know, and interacting God, alive and breathing and, and you know, just as alive as we are. And the God body in you, sometimes that's, the God that speaks in every person. That's why when you meet people, sometimes there's there's a different connection. There's a thing of, man, I, that was meant to happen. That meeting I just had with this random person, to you it's random, but the God body in him knows the God body in you. It's the God that's in them that draws you together. And you know what I'm saying? I don't know if it makes sense to, you know, to everybody, but that's how I see it. So. A lot of people have a problem when they take DMT and they realize everything is bullshit. So what is that? What do I do? If it's bullshit, why do I got to wake up and go to work tomorrow? Why do I got to? I didn't see it like that. It gave me peace. You know what I'm saying? Like I saw it and it gave me peace. Knowing full well there's another realm beyond this realm. Knowing full well that this, this ain't it. You know, you might be able to sway me on the semantics of my beliefs, but the knowledge that there is a God and that there is another realm after this can't be swayed. It's a reality that's too deep, you know? So that gave me a peace. Knowing all this is bullshit, I'd be heartbroken right now. I'm so, I was so into this shit and I was like, what do you mean you fucking leaving? But you know what? Even this shit is bullshit. It's what we're doing to help other people to get through and to help us to get through 
this world we have to live in for now, which is mm -hmm. visitors, you know, and no one knows how long they're going to be visiting. So enjoy the ride. Enjoy the fucking ride, man. Every day I've been really feeling like, I've been really feeling like, you know, when my eyes close, there's no necessary fact that's going to open again. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been really in tune with that lately. How every time I make it home and I get into that bed, that doesn't mean tomorrow's coming. It doesn't mean I'm going to wake up. I always try to wear something nice, leave the covers looking nice. So if I die in bed, you'll find me looking like an angel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I had a I had a bunch of, you know, really strong like psychedelic trips like when I was like 18, 19, 20. And I got to that same realization that, you know, it's all kind of meaningless. But I went hard the other way for like a long time. You know, I was doing like heroin. Yeah, it's all meaningless then what the fuck do I care? Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't until more recently when I got my shit together that I kind of combined like what what you were saying is like, you know, it's meaningless, but we still live in the reality that we live in. So we have to, you know, you gotta be able to to, to make it through, at least. You know what I mean? I mean, if you if you think everything's meaningless and you don't have any drive to work, like you're gonna be fucking poor. And you wanna live you wanna live like that? I mean you, exactly. you can in this realm, then you would be poor. You know, but, yeah, you'd have no quality of life or anything like that. See, but that's in a way I agree, but in a way I don't because the more in tune, see, here's the thing. It's all love, man. Mm -hmm. It all comes down to love. That's why in all, no matter what religions or whatever, God is love. So it's all about love. It's all about experiencing, sharing, exhuming, receiving love, you know? And what I mean by that is even though all the semantics of this world is bullshit, it all puts us in opportunities to do one or two things, love or hate. Mm -hmm. It always puts us in opportunity to be a blessing or a curse, you know, which is love or hate. You understand what I'm saying? So when you learn, like, that's the thing. And, and I didn't just get that in one thing of doing DMT. Of course not. The yeah. first thing I saw was everything was bullshit. Then it became a thing of I wanted to go deeper, you know, so I started... You know, I was doing DMT, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't doing it every day, but when I was doing it, I probably did it like about maybe 17 to 20 times. Wow, okay. You know, the deepest I ever went was like seven times in a row. Yeah, now how, how much how much do you smoke at a time? Was it like a point? point, uh, point 20, 22 milligrams, but like I probably two, went, right? was in like a regular hit. Yeah, 22, you hit the whole 22 milligrams. It's not a lot. Yeah, no, no, no. It's you not know? a, yeah, point, yeah, it's point two. It's so like the two most tenths. I ever did was I did... I did like seven of those, back to back to back, back to back to back to back. Came out, did another one. Now, when you when you come back out, does it shoot you in further? When you go back in, you go in deeper. Okay. At least that's how it was working for me. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, now I got to a point where like, because the beginning of it is all colors and beauty and colors. Then I got to this point where I saw metals that I've never seen before, and I say metals for lack of a better word. Right. I saw shapes that never seen before like it was insane man cogs and shit but then i got past that and it was a point literally a point where i was like just in a room or at least for lack of a better word you know just a whiteness and shit and it was like they were like what do you want to know i was saying what do you want to know what do you want to know and i just started asking questions and i learned in all that how to love myself yo See, that's the key, man. You have to love 
yourself. This world has so many people out here trying to find people to complete them, to love them so that they feel like they're somebody. Man, love yourself first. You know what I'm saying? Be something to offer yourself, and then you're something to offer somebody else. If you can't love yourself, what the fuck I want you for? I got to be the source of your love. And then you're going to drain all my love from me? Come on, man. Love is supposed to be shared, not owned. You understand what I'm saying? And that's the mm -hmm. problem. People want to own people's love. You in a relationship with somebody. You know, they always treated you good and they gave you love and you received that. Now, for whatever reason, shit's changed, they move on. And you want to hold them. But, if, you know, you don't want to just take the love they gave you and grow with it. You want to hold them. You want to keep them there. You want to own their love. Love's not supposed to be owned, man. It's supposed to be shared. You know, which is the problem with most relationships. One person always loves one person more and the other person usually takes. But when you find two givers, two people who are fine alone, you know, then you have something amazing that you can fucking grow off of, you know. And that's what it's about. People, get out there and start to love yourself, man. Stop thinking you're less than other people. Everybody's shit. I don't love myself because I'm a great dude. You know what I'm saying? And I know people who think I'm a great dude. And I know I'm not a great dude. I know the thoughts that go on in this sick mind of mine, you know? But I love me anyway. You want to know why? Because everybody's fucked up. I'm not better than anybody, but I'm not worse than anybody. I've been given a chance to live a day and see if I could become better. Let's rock and roll. Let's live that day and see if I become better, you know? Or be upset because the whole, you know, the whole world hates you. Everybody hates you. If that's the energy you put out there, then yes, man, the world will accommodate you. You know what I'm saying? If the energy you put out is that you ain't shit, the world will accommodate you, man. Nature will accommodate you. They'll make you feel like you ain't shit. But it's never too late to start turning around and being like, fuck that, I'm somebody, man. You know what I'm saying? If you breathing, you talking, you sharing things. There's so many people that have inspired me and they have no clue. You know, and they have no clue. They think, you know, I, I talk to people sometimes where I look at people that have no, no, uh, man, no self-love. And I sit there and go, why not? I see something in you. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I'm not even you and I see something in you. So why don't you see what I see? Who the fuck is clouding your eyes, man? We also, that's another thing too. People stay too much on, on, stop making excuses for the way you fucking are. There are reasons there's mm -hmm. reasons we become the way we are. But to continuously say, I'm this way because of that, I'm this way because of that, then now you're making fucking excuses. Because if you realize you're that way because of that, then fucking let it go. Change it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, so tired of people accept it or do something about them it. Up. You still live at home? No. Then why are they still fucking you up? Yeah. You know, my parents did the best they could do. You know what I'm saying? They did the best they can do. They were good people. They did the Did they do great? No. No. I never once got sat down and given a talk about life. Never once. Mm -hmm. I never once was sat down like you see Leave It to Beaver or fucking, <laughs> you know, all these family fucking shows out there where the father sits with the son, you know. Even, you know, even on fucking Blue Bloods. Them motherfuckers are all adults and they sit there with the father drinking a little scotch, having a... I never had that. That don't mean my, my family sucked or I should sit there and be because I never had that. I can never have that. That's what I do with my son now. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can sit there and say all the shit that fucked you up. All right, now you know what fucked you up. 
Now you know it did it. Let it go. Let it go. You don't have to keep all that shit with you. You don't. It's an agreement you make with yourself for some reason. And I used to do it. I used to carry all my luggage with me, all my weight. But people say, I got, I got no baggage. I'm a fucked up individual, but I got no baggage. I dropped that baggage off at the fucking door. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I mean, you know, I had a I had a really good upbringing, but you know, for the most of my adult life up until recently, it was like pretty shitty. You know, like I was living in, you know, I was homeless for a little while. I'm living in like you know fucking burned out buildings and shit. But it's like, I mean, it was in the well, past. Those, those were decisions you made too. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, they made me who I am, and it's like you know, it sucked when it happened. But there's no reason to just keep fucking like thinking about it. You know, like what is what 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 good does that do? Like, I have a I have a good friend of mine who you know has issues from the past or whatever, and I'm like, you know what, what benefit is it to you to just keep bringing this shit up all the time? And that goes, listen, man. And and here's the thing, though. You know, when you when you start to love yourself, sometimes it looks like you don't give a fuck about people. Yeah. Sometimes it looks like that because you you'll let people get to you to a point where you're just like, whoa, I love myself too much to allow what energy you're bringing to me to bring me down, motherfucker. I love myself too much. So it could seem, it could seem like sometimes you're cold, but I'm not being cold. I believe there's no greater love than tough love. The worst thing that is happening with kids nowadays is all they be given is soft love. You know, there's no tough love. Everyone wants to be their kid's friend. Mm -hmm. And I get it, because I want to be, I want to be my kid's friends too. But there comes a point where you're a parent, motherfucker. Your job is to guide them for the roughness of this world to be able to get through it. Mm -hmm. that's your job you know kids walking around spoiled yelling at their parents you know not to say that my kids my son called me you know my dog my guy my guy my guy I'd be like motherfucker I don't want to fight you stop calling me your guy I'm not your guy you know what I'm saying <laughs> but I love him you know that's the problem is that we friends you know but he already knows that you know or, you know I'm gonna be your father first and a lot of times, parents, we get hated for shit like that. And some of y'all just ain't good parents. I get it. Just do your best. You know? I hate when kids, the first kid is jealous of the second kid because the second kid had it better. Yeah, motherfucker, they made all the mistakes with you. <laughs> Aren't you happy they learned the mistakes? You know what I'm saying? And they're trying to do better. And guess what? The next kid they'll even do better with because they made different mistakes with this one. So, you know, it's all trial and error, man. Yeah. You don't have to go get a license to be a parent. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all trying. Some yeah. fucked up people are having kids. You know, there's fucked up people. There's some fucked up people having kids out there that, that shouldn't be having kids. They can't even take care of themselves. You know what I'm saying? And they're having kids. The unfortunate thing is that kid will probably grow with all that fucking luggage from this person, you know, and then they go on and it just continues until someone realizes that that parent was a fucked up parent, had you, right? You're here now. You're here now. And, it, and, and don't get me wrong, you're probably going to go through a lot of shit before you're able to, on your own, do your own thing. But once you're on your own, why carry all that shit with you? And I don't give a fuck what it is. Abuse. I don't give a fuck what it is. I know that there's, there's deeper shit than that. I'm not talking like I've never been through shit. There's deeper shit. I understand that. But the minute you just say, fuck it, and let it go, man, watch how much you grow. Watch how much you start to just appreciate the air you breathe and the fucking, you know, flowers blooming and, and just a good fucking wave from somebody. 
You know what I'm saying? That you don't know. You're walking by. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, man, listen, life is going to happen whether you do it or not. Whether you're into it or not, it's going to happen. Why not enjoy the fucking ride? And that doesn't mean you're not going to experience heartache or pain or any of that shit. Man, be glad you're experiencing that shit. You're experiencing the fullness of life. Mm-hmm. You know? How happy is a motherfucker that never, ever been sad? They don't even appreciate or realize it. Mm-hmm. And I know some people that are very rarely sad, you know, but like they're still kind of miserable, but not, you know, like, I don't know, man. My thing is just live in the fucking moment. Stop worrying about what happened yesterday, what's going to happen tomorrow. People stress shit. Oh, next week I got to do this. And you stressing it now? You might be dead before next week. So you want to live out the last, you know what I'm saying? Let's say you have three more days left. You want to live those three days stressing a day that's never going to come? Yeah, a lot of a lot of that stuff is, um, you know, what you're saying is the stuff that they teach in, in like the rehabs and stuff like that when people are coming off of drugs, you know, that like, you know, a lot of people, you know, worried about like, you know, just shit that's in the future and like not appreciating what they have. And that's like a big hurdle for a lot of people to get over. Yeah. And that's the way we've been. We've been programmed. Mm-hmm. I saw this thing the other day about TV. They said it's not an entertainment. It's not an entertainment device, dude. It's a it's a it's used in war. You know, it's a, it's being used against us since we're little. You know, Hollywood is talking about how Hollywood is just another branch, you know, of the deep state government. And it's just another weapon that's being used against us to keep us from focusing on what the fuck is going on around us. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it is. And you think about it, man. TV raised me. but you know, And it raised my kids, too. Little fucking crime motherfuckers all the time. Yeah, watch Barney, man. Watch Barney. You know, watch this. Watch Sesame Street. Watch this. You know, you know Sesame Street now isn't even an hour long. It's a half hour now. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, because they played them back to back. So they play an hour, but it's a half hour show because they said kids don't have the the attention, like attention span fan. to watch it for a full hour. Hmm. But you'll sit them there for a full hour to watch it. Right. You'll just break it down into, man, listen, I watch, I still haven't been able to kick the TV fucking, you know, that's a hard one to kick, dude, because there is information on there, you know, so it's a hard one to kick, but. I like it from the artistic standpoint too, you know, with like shows like Mindhunter and like that Serpent show, like just from the artistic sense too and the shit that they did. But if you think about it, dude, what do they call, what do they call it, you know? What do they call it when they put all the TVs on at this time, at a certain time, uh, and yeah. the commercial? Yeah, programming. Programming. Yeah, I mean, the, the easiest- What thing- is programming? <laughs> Watch this program. And we sit there and go, okay, what's programming? Yeah. You understand what In I'm saying? Control. On the mental level of programming, what is programming? You talking brainwashing. You talking making people think a certain way and to think another certain way is wrong. Think about how many people have been convicted by the media. Yeah, the, the court of public opinion. Yeah, I remember, uh, you know, I was a big fan of Looney Tunes as a kid. And, like my dad grew up on the 60s cartoons. And even like the old ones that were around during World War II, like the way that they, you know, made like Asians with like big, big buck teeth and slanty eyes. They always made them like made them out to something that was, you know, used as a tool to kind of get, you know, the American public on the, on the side dude, of fighting against the Japanese. Dude, do you think if, if, if 
if the programming was different? Do you think if the programming was you weren't allowed to show violence on 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 TV, you weren't allowed to show guns in a PG movie and it wasn't violence, but you were allowed to show sex and love? I don't mean like like sex, people just fucking or whatever, but like a, a love scene between a husband and wife and they right. show it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying insertion, show it, but like, you know, you see boobs, you see the dick, who gives a fuck? Do you think everybody would be so tight on sex? Yeah, no, definitely not. I mean, you go to you go to do Europe you think, and they have way more. Do you think people would be more. so tight on sex if the programming was different? And do you think people would be a little more less to choose violence if it wasn't so accepted in our programming? See what I'm saying? Like if it was programmed different, from birth you saw titties and dicks. It's not going to be nice. It's not going to turn you into a fuck. No. First of all, those shits are used to love. Mm-hmm. A dick is never really used. I mean, other than, you know, when you talk rape and shit like that. But when it comes to consent and shit like that, it's all used for love. Titties is used for love. Vaginas are used for love. They create life. Mm-hmm. But yet they, they can't show that on TV to our children. But that creates life. But you can let your kid watch violence. You can watch Bugs Bunny, you know, anvils dropping on motherfuckers' heads, Yosemite Sam shootings from my day, and what is it now? I don't know what fucking Morty and all these motherfuckers are showing on that shit. I don't watch it. But I guarantee you it's probably not peace and love. Yeah, I mean, look at, uh, like, Family Guy. All that sort of shit. You know, I love Family Guy. Me too. No, no, I, I do too. But I'm saying, the programming, dude, and that's what I'm saying, like... And I'm just really like getting this revelation now, dog, as we talk, just to be honest. This ain't something I've thought out. But it's just crazy because that's what they call it, programming. So we've been programmed to have no problem with guns. No problem. Matter of fact, dude, the early programming was cops doing what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. The early program, Dirty Harry. We wanted road cops. That's what all these cops grew up watching. And then we wonder why they're out there being road cops. It's part of the programming. You know what I'm saying? We watch fucking, uh, uh, what's that movie with the Asian dude and what's his face? With uh, Jackie Chan and whatever. Rush Hour. Rush Hour. Motherfucking running through the streets. Boom, 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 boom. Blowing shit up. You know? And, and it's okay. It's programming us to think when cops go rogue, it's okay. And white people eat that shit up because they're not on the receiving end as much. I'm not going to say y'all ain't on the receiving end. You know, you're always in shock when when you see some sort of video where it happens to... It happens to white people all the fucking time. They just don't show it on TV. Mm -hmm. It's just not part of the programming. Wake up, people. You know, we're not going to get behind your eyes and lift them for you, man. Wake up. Know what's going on. And I know it's hard. TV is fucking dope. There's some good shows on that bitch. But just know what it is they showing us. Know what it is you feeding your fucking brain. You know what I'm saying? Because the shit we feed our brain is the shit that we store on our heart. And out of our heart is where our actions come, man. So fucking protect that heart, baby. A friend of mine said that's why God made ribs, to protect the heart. It needs to be protected. You know? So protect your heart, man. Don't just watch anything, man. Know what you're feeding yourself. You know, I sit there and wonder why I was so angry back in the day because all I watched was fucking violence. That's it. I stopped watching that shit and I started, and I'm not going to say I still don't like, I still watch a lot of fucking, you know, all my documentaries are still, 
complete shit and fucking yeah. murder shit. You know, but that's how I've been programmed, people. Trying to change. You know, trying to change. But yeah, man, that TV is a motherfucker. Yeah, it's weird. That's a huge, huge niche too. Like the true crime. True crime's huge. Like all the true crime podcasts. They're like the ones that, that perform the best. Forensic files will never run out of episodes. They'll never run out of episodes. There will always be new seasons of Forensic Files. Because there will always be people out there fucking doing what they were programmed to do. How about that? Um, did you uh, did you see this thing that happened in Minneapolis with the, the policewoman, Kim Potter? She shot and killed that kid and thought it was a taser. What did he have? Um... She thought he had a taser. No, no, no. So what happened was, you know, oh, she she thought she pulled out her taser. Yeah, and she pulled out the gun. Yeah, and shot and shot the kid in the chest and killed him. Dante Wright just happened like uh, happened. over the weekend. I, 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 it's hard to put on. Like I said, for me nowadays, it's very hard to even watch TV now. Like now they have the whole trial with Floyd going on, and I tried watching that dude, and it's it's fucking hard to watch. I heard that a bunch of shit. Wasn't there like a bunch of school shootings that happened now too recently? I heard. I haven't been. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of throughout COVID, like I used to watch the news every morning. You know, I just flip it on, watch 20 minutes while I'm drinking my coffee yeah, or whatever. 20 minutes of the fear mongering of COVID. It, you know? Well, so before, before yeah. COVID, I used to watch it. And oh, now, yeah, I, now I, I fucking, I stopped. Like, yeah. right. You know, after the first three weeks of COVID, when it was just the same shit, I'm like, I'm, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't put on the news. It just it makes you in such a shitty mood. Like I, my my buddy that I worked for at the golf course is always listening and watching the news, and I'm like, dude, just stop and watch how much better you feel. Well, yeah, I mean, dude, it, it, it's uh, it's doing exactly what it's meant to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's keeping people exactly where they're supposed to be, afraid. That's supposed to be. It's all propaganda. You know what I'm saying? That's all it is. is propaganda bullshit, and they're and they're doing what it's supposed. And everyone's eating it up. Everyone's eating it up. It doesn't matter if your own common sense tells you against it because it's been proven they can brainwash a motherfucker and it doesn't matter how much common sense you tell them. They're still gonna be... I'm trying to be... Listen, I'm not even... I'm not even so deep in it that I know 100% of the shit I'm talking about. Right. You know what I'm saying? I just talk from my heart. I'm not 100% in it. But I would like to be that little flashlight, that bulb. You know, that bulb. Remember and Get Out... <laughs> Did I talk about this before? And get about out. Get out. Yeah, where where the flashlight goes off, and for a second, it snaps that brother out of it, and he says, "Get out! You run, run!" Right, and then they bring him back and they reprogram him again. I just want to be that light for a second that makes somebody touch their fucking common sense. You understand what I'm saying? Spark mm-hmm. a light, that flashbulb, and all of a sudden, it's common sense pops into your head for a second. Maybe you hold on to it, maybe you don't. But if you get enough of those flashes, maybe you'll wake the fuck up. And I'm not saying that, you know, I mean, shit has been getting deeper and deeper. Since since we started doing this podcast, I get so much shit sent to me. And and I'll be looking into a lot of it. And, like, it's deeper and deeper. Like, it's at the point of this reality, even reality. Like, that's how deep it goes. It goes deep into, like, it's any of this fucking real. I'm not ready to go there. <laughs> I'm just not ready to go there. But I'm just at the point where I realize reality is what's going on around you anyway. Right. <clears throat> so if shit, if it should get exposed that all this shit is some domed out whatever, well, then I just move on from that reality. 
into the new reality. You know what I'm saying? But whatever, man. Don't and stop with those fucking word plays too, man. I've been I've been doing a lot of that shit on stage too about the word plays. How they try to wordplay you, man. That's the shit you gotta look at. Word manipulation, you know, social distancing. Nothing social about being distant. You know what I'm saying? Me and you ain't gonna be socially together. You're gonna be in fucking Florida, distant. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm just fucking with you. That's, I'm a, just saying, that's a really good point. There's nothing true about that's social really distancing. <laughs> that's a stupid comment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fucking new normal. New normal. I said yesterday, new normal don't even make sense. I said to this chick, if you've been with your man for 10 years, right? And after your 10 year anniversary, you start putting fingers in his ass, right? You do that for a week. Is that the new normal? Is that normal? No, it's not normal to you put your finger in his ass for at least 11 years. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like, in other words, it's still new, motherfucker. I don't care if, if you did it for a week. You're still doing something new. That's not normal. You didn't normally do that, right? And I don't mean it's not normal to get a finger in your ass shit. I'm just saying, shove them in there. There's 120-something fucking nerve endings, man. Enjoy yourself. But I'm just saying, it's new. You just brought something new to the table. It's not normal. And because you've been bringing it every Friday for a month, it's still new. It's still new. It's not normal. So that new normal shit, get the fuck out of here with new normal. And they started that while we were still locked down. Yep. Which, by the way, lockdown is what we were. Quarantine is for sick people. You don't quarantine healthy people. You're right. I didn't even think of that. You don't quarantine healthy people. You know what I'm saying? So we were locked down. I could be wrong. Maybe they changed the fucking, what is it? What's the, yeah, what's the, the definition term? says a state or period or place of isolation in which people or animals that have arrived from elsewhere or been exposed to infectious or contagious disease that are placed. There you go. So they made the assumption that everyone was exposed to it. Mm -hmm. I love when they were like, everyone's going to get it. They were saying that on news. Everyone's going to get it. These motherfuckers can't even predict the weather. <laughs> and they're predicting everyone's going to get it. It's going to be here till 2025. I haven't changed much, if anything. And I haven't gotten sick. The only thing I've changed is what they've forced upon me. Yeah, same here. Same here. That's, That's it. it. Yeah. That's all I've changed. I haven't stopped loving people. I haven't stopped hugging people. I haven't stopped greeting my brothers with a kiss. I haven't changed anything. Mm -hmm. I haven't caught shit. Yeah. In fact, same here. In fact, 2020 might have been my healthiest year. It might have been my healthiest. Because you were year. doing all those home workouts. Well, I mean, I <laughs> fucked myself up with the workout shit. I mean, I got sick earlier, but I get sick, dog. I don't take care of myself. Yeah. You know what the fuck are you talking about? So you're thin though, too. That's what helps. I think that I think that's like guys like us who have the same like kind of slim. Uh, body, we fight shit off way faster than than people who are heavier. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, probably, of course. You know, of course, man. Want to take better care of yourself. I mean, I don't. I don't take care of. My, I mean, I do a little bit. Take my vitamins and shit. You know, I do the supplements. I do vitamins because I don't do vegetables and I don't do fruits really. So you got to supplement it. You know. Mm -hmm. So I'll take my vitamins and shit, my nutrients. <clears throat> To try to stay alive, you gotta try to stay alive. I might start taking baby aspirin, make sure my heart stay, <laughs> stay pounding, man. You know, <laughs> I'm not telling you to live the way I live at all, man. I'm just saying, man, do you? Don't hurt nobody else. Stop being afraid. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? When did the assumption come that this other person is diseased next to me? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, we never walked around like that. Never walked around like that, man. I'm telling you, it's coming. Gucci hazmats. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, they have, the, they have the Gucci face masks. I mean, they're not real. They're knockoffs. But I'm sure they probably have real ones, too, not, actually. They're, they're not going to be real anyway, man. They're still going to be just fucking for looks. But everyone's going to be walking around with their heads fucking covered. And tubes of oxygen strapped to the fucking side of their hip. And we'll be paying for air. And you better pay that fucking bill on time, man. Because once that bill on air starts, you know what I'm saying? You go to put the money in. You're a little late. Put the money in. That shit takes two days to go in. <laughs> you got to hold your breath for fucking two days before your air payment goes in. I'm telling you, you're going to see people walking around. Not just old motherfuckers with the oxygen. You're going to start seeing people walking around. Is that the fucking world you want to live in? Where's the fun in that? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that the world you want to live in? Where, where you can't say shit about anybody? Where you can't fucking make a joke about anything? Where you can't fucking touch another person's fucking hand? Where you can't fucking see another person's face? Where you can't go out to eat after fucking 11 o'clock? Can't go dance somewhere? Bring too many fucking people into your house and your neighbors like, yo, they got too many people in the house next door, you Nazi fuck. Is that the world you want to fucking live in? Because that's the world they're putting us in. So keep following, baby. That's where it leads to. Mm. It's all been done before. So people could sit there and say, oh, you bugging. What do you think they were saying back in the day when, when uh, the Holocaust took place? You know? And you have those people that sit there and go, I didn't even know what was happening. What do you think? They were all just moving out? In the middle of the night, you thought your whole building of Jews just moved out in the middle of the night, didn't take notice to that shit the next day? Shut the fuck up, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the world that we're living in now. Mm -hmm. That's the world it is now. Can't walk into a store. Put your mask up. Put your mask up. Because my nose is going to spit something at you. I just want oxygen, motherfucker. If anything, I'm the one that's taking the risk now. Right. Not you. You know what I'm saying? I'm the one that's at risk. My nose is exposed. Oh, my God. My nose is exposed. Never forget the time. Bitch going to walk up to me from across the You got to pull your mask over your nose. I said, bitch, you was just across the street. Why are you invading my six feet? Yeah. The six feet thing I like. I wish they made it a little further. Not that I don't want you near me, but when you settle down, it would be nice that you settle six feet away from me yep. instead of in my face. That's okay. And that's just, you know, being cool with each other, like give each other some fucking elbow room. But all that other shit, you just walked over here. You were just safe over there by by what by what everybody says is safe. You know, you're you're across the street. You're more than six feet away. No, you have to come over to me to tell me to bring my mask up. And I said, you're worried about my fucking mask. And right now I'm ready to throw you in front of that fucking bus that's coming down the block. Oh my God, you're so violent. I wasn't before you got over here. Yeah. You're so worried about my nose, you're not even worried I'm going to throw you in front of that bus if you're not away from me in two seconds. I'm going to give you a 300 kick, like a cliff, right in front, kick right in front of the fucking bus. Great movie, by the way. It was a great movie. Fantastic. Great movie, man. I named my team after that. I saw that movie, and then my last baseball team that I coached. I named them the Spartans. Oh, right, hell yeah. And we won the championship. Hey. <laughs> and I was so into that movie, dog, that we were doing the chants. 
we were doing the chance, dog. I would make them tackle the other person's coach when we won a game and like try to get his socks <laughs> or snatch his hat. <laughs> we were nuts. We'd have to leave on mark, dude. We've had a big banner with the whole thing that said, uh, what did it say? Uh um, um, fuck. It says something about fear no one. Oh, respect all, fear no one. Um I forgot what it was. We made a crazy, and it had the Spartans on it with the blood on their swords. It was insane. That team was a bunch of warriors, dude. Once again, though, see, that goes to show you. Because what I did was I came in with the whole 300 thing. From the, from the beginning, I was feeling it. And I started telling these kids from the first day, they warriors. All these other kids, they here to play baseball. But you guys are warriors. You're not here to play baseball. You're here to win a championship. And baseball is going to get you that championship. And I was telling them, like, yo, you win the championship, your, your, your trophy is this much taller than everybody else's. You know what I'm saying? Because everyone got a trophy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but you get that big one. Dude, I went in there and made them feel like motherfucking warriors, and they believed it because they believed what I sold them. And they achieved it because they believed what I sold them. But really what I did was I manipulated their minds to believe they were fucking warriors because they were young, moldable, and now they probably own fucking companies. You know what I'm saying? And that's what they do to us. All that fucking shit that we put in our brain. I did it on a small scale and I won a championship. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't even think, I think we lost maybe one game and that was on, on my bad call. You know, that was the one where I just took the sword. <laughs> but we won the fucking championship, so fuck it. I'm telling you, man, take control of what your kids learn and stay diligent. It's important that you stay diligent because I know the word. That's how I know it's important. Uh -huh. That the word even just came into my mind and I shared it with you just now. That's how I know that's some real shit because I can't even spell that. Stay diligent. Stay alert. See what's going on. Otherwise, when the shit hits the fan, you're going to be right in the fucking back of it. We're, you know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Know what's going on. I, I, I uh, got to head out and do some barking and sell some tickets for the show tonight. It's what we do. Mm. You know, deal with everyone's. But one dude said to me, Hart never sold his own tickets, which is probably a lie. Mm. He might have barked at least once or twice in his life. Um, and I said, yeah, but I never got hit in the face with a chicken wing. <laughs> So before you come at me, know your history, motherfucker. <laughs> we all got to grind to get where we got to go. And if you don't want to grind, then you're never going to get to where you got to go. So I have no problem doing what I got to do. I will be out there hustling tickets today and tomorrow and every other fucking day that I got to do it. So if you ever see me there, don't ask me to tell you a joke. Don't tell me you're the comedy show. Just say what time is the show and how much for the tickets. If you're really nice, I'll upgrade you to VIP, no extra charge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you get to see me on the fucking come up, man. I'm starting to feel like I'm something special. I could be wrong, but who knows? I talk a lot of shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, man, I, I could go all day, but I can't because I got to go work. This is officially, as of the moment, the last show I'm doing in the same room with this man. For now. For now. For now. For now. Well, if it's meant to be, it will. you will come back to me. That's right. If it's meant to be. But we're going to do the long distance shit, so fear not. Uh, I know I got at least 
at least 10 loyal listeners. <laughs> we average about like two, 300 uh, episodes so far. Yeah, but, you're, you're getting like uh, 40 to 60 on YouTube too. Yeah. And they're they're watching and, and commenting and stuff yeah, like that too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, yeah. so I know I got some loyal, yo, I love y'all, man. And, and something I wanted to tell you too, of your show, all the other shows, I can see when people jump out and yeah. it's usually in and everyone watches at least a half hour of your show. Rock and roll, man. It's probably usually, when we start to get real weird is when people are like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, nah, but you know what I also noticed too? Most of the people who I do know who watch it, they'll watch it and then they'll stop and then they'll come back and pick up where yep. they left off and, you know, start there. So yep. yeah, you can watch it in pieces, but I respect anyone who gives me a half hour of their precious time, man. And for those who stay for the whole thing, I love you even, not even more, but I love you just the same. <laughs> and hopefully you get a little more out of it than the people who left the half hour earlier. You know what I'm saying? I mean, love is love, man. I don't give it out in, in increments. So I just give it out, you know? Mm-hmm. Fine, I love you, dog, man. I hope you have because I'm not going to see you when you leave. I will see you probably before you leave. Well, yeah. I leave tomorrow. Yeah, so maybe not. Not the day after tomorrow. Tomorrow, I got to be on my lawn and clean my drawers and shit. All right, man. I'll be on the road, people. And I'll be, uh, I'll be talking to y'all from the road, too, here and there. I'll be posting some shit. Uh, if you're out, wherever I'm at, Come out and see your brother, man. Don't just tell me you love me, but come give me a hug. And uh, Brian, you got anything you want to add, man? Nope. Check it out. Stay tuned. Big up to AC Jokes, man. And uh, I'm Gary G. Garcia, man. That's another episode of Rated G. Gary G. Garcia, Brian Licata. We out.